can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPlacido, and I am joined by two very special guests. My favorite, your favorite redhead, Mr. Patrick Hoy, and Avery Quinn Fuertes. Welcome to the podcast, boys. <laughs> thank, thank you for thank having you. us. Yes, thank thank you. you. We are following up on a very fun 116-107 win uh, where the Celtics were down almost all of their team. No Grant, no Rob, uh, no Tristan Thompson, no Kemba. We saw the return of uh, we saw the return of Jeff Teague as well as Javante Green, who we'll both talk about here. Uh, but I want to kick it over to our, our two guests here uh, and start the podcast as usual with our players of the game. So I'll kick it over to you guys. What do you think? Okay, I'll go first. Um, so I mean, with everything that went on today, right? Having three big men down. For me, it has to be Taco Fall, man. I mean, he stepped up to the plate. Who doesn't love Taco? You got to love it. He came in, got, what, three blocks, if I'm not mistaken? Did what he had to do. He helped change the game and getting the Celtics the lead. What, like halfway through the first, beginning the second? So, I mean, why not? He set that rhythm up. Yeah, and Taco, Taco Fall really did play well. If you look at the, the plus-minus today, uh, he was actually third on the team. Plus 13, end of the night with four points, eight rebounds. He also had three blocks, and three of them were huge. I mean, he stuffed the hell out of Russell Westbrook on one of his drives uh, and had a, you know, a couple of really nice plays. Had a nice alley-oop off of a pick-and-roll from JB uh, and two other just massive blocks. So, I mean, Avery, you're spot on. Tiger Fall played a, a hell of a game tonight. What about you, Pat? Yeah, well... I mean, if you look at me in person, I definitely do enjoy some tacos, but I do have a different, <laughs> I do have a different player of the game. Um, just because I don't watch basketball as much as most, most people, I do enjoy watching Jalen Brown and seeing him play almost uh, 38 minutes tonight and really con- uh, contributing to the energy on the floor and also contributing a double-double. I think that just speaks a lot to his game plan and... Honestly, he does things that don't even show up on the stat sheet, whether it's passing or making that play, that high-energy play and that key moment that gets the team going. So that's why I pick him as my person. Yeah, yep. And Jalen Brown ended the night 27 points, uh, 21 plus-minus plus 21 on the night. So played really well. Uh, And like Pat had said, he got another double-double here tonight. That's two in a row for JB. Uh, and then I had 13 rebounds. And kind of going back to what Pat's talked about, uh, it's really on the defensive end where all of this gets started. Excuse me. Uh, Jalen Brown had two steals tonight. Uh, it's, another, it's another really solid overall performance for Jalen Brown. And if I'm going to go my player of the game, just because I, I don't like going back-to-back, uh, Jalen Brown. I can't. I can't go with JB after Paco's there. I'm gonna go with Shemi. Uh, we saw him step into the line, the starting lineup tonight, uh, and played 27 minutes, the most he's played all season. And he stepped into his role, played really well. 
Uh, end of the night, eight points, five rebounds and assist. Uh, and a team high, 23, uh, plus 23 and plus minus. So you saw him go out there, and he he was that guy tonight that had to guard everybody. You know, Washington, they're, they're a team that kind of surprises me. I feel like they should be better than their record suggests. Having both Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook, I mean, it's just it's a weird team where you have Bradley Beal pretty sure scoring the most points in the entire NBA to this point, and Russell Westbrook leading the NBA in assists. Uh, so it's a it's a pretty good Wizards team that their record just doesn't reflect. And, you know, I might chalk that up to a Russell Westbrook just being on the team because it seems to follow him. It's like it's the Russell Westbrook curse at this point. Uh, but Shemi was the guy tonight that, Covered pretty much everyone on this team, one through five at points. Uh, so I'm gonna, you know, give my first player of the game to Shemi Ojale for the season in a pretty big win for the Celtics. Uh, I guess before we dive into the rest of the recap here, I do wanna, I do wanna bring up a pretty exciting topic for the Boston Celtics the state of Massachusetts, and really the craft beer industry as a whole. Uh, we saw earlier today that Jack Zabby and the Celtics came up with a new partnership, the Pride and Parquet Hoppy Lager. I'm sitting here drinking one as we speak, hence the burp that you heard about 50 seconds ago, so excuse <laughs> me on that. Uh, but you don't see a lot of NBA teams sponsoring with that craft beer type sponsor right so i'm very excited i was listening to another Celtics podcast earlier and they actually had one of the owners of jack sabby on talking about the sponsorship and you know it's just something where you see the celtics supporting small business and at this point it is a small business uh so i want to kick it over to pat i know he's been to jack sabby uh and all of us have enjoyed craft beer at, at one point or two. But, I mean, how how happy are you? How excited are you that the Celtics are doing their part in supporting small business and, you know, bringing Jack's Abbey into the mix on their beer of choice? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's great, especially during these um, unprecedented times that the Celtics are willing to u- utilize their brand in a way to help the community because – you know, as we all know, like small businesses are being affected across the nation. You know, you see the Barstool Fund almost con- almost raising $20 million now. It's actually over 20 now. Is it? Yeah, over 20 wow. It's crazy. Yeah, um, and now the Celtics are doing their part by just helping a local brewery that is, quite frankly, a pretty fun brewery to go to and a good experience. So if anybody's in that area, you should definitely take it up on there. But it's really cool to see, like, these sports teams being able to um, – because sometimes we look at sports and people in general as kind of like godlike figures, and for them to be able to go into the community and help and give back, and um, I think it's just a really good thing and a really good testament to what the Celtics are, which is a community-first type of team. So I'm pretty, I'm really excited about that. Um, 
and their beers are really good. So, if you haven't tried it yet, highly suggest. And I went out, bought some on my way home from work. Another one of my friends, Dabs, actually, who knows I'm a huge Celtics fan, uh, texted me today and actually brought me over some more. So I've got I've got a good amount chilling in my fridge over there. Uh, highly suggested. Again, Jack's Abbey Pride and Parquet, right in Framingham, Massachusetts. So definitely check that out. Um, I guess before before diving into the Celtics recap for today, a lot of great things to to dive into. And I talked about this uh, before the game started. I tweeted it out saying that with all of the guys that we're missing with pretty much all of our bigs at this point and only going in with Tyson Taco, uh, the game was going to be significantly faster than we were anticipating. Um, and we saw that. We saw a pretty high-scoring game, 116. Uh, one of the things that I was worried about was the amount of turnovers that we'd commit. And that really came into fruition towards the end of the game. We had, I believe it was what, 21, 27 points was the lead at yeah, one we point. Like 25, yeah. 30, yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. But we had a, we had a massive lead. And at the end you saw that dwindle down. So we'll talk about that in a little bit coming towards the, the back half of the podcast. But I do want to talk about some of the positives that we saw today in the game, uh, as well as just in general. Uh, but if you look at the team, and we've talked about JB, we've talked about Jason Tatum, we've talked about Shemi Ojolai, uh, and we've also talked about Taco at this point. So one of the guys that has continued to play really well throughout the entire year is Pritchard. And I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts, but I mean, if you look at his game, he's had a, a number of open threes that he's made. Uh, he ended the night 11 points, two steals, two assists, and two rebounds. And you see him again tonight really attack the offensive boards. Uh, so I know, Pat, you mentioned this was you know, one of your first times really seeing him in action. Like, What are your first thoughts on Pritchard this year? Uh, yeah, so I know when we drafted him, I, I, I didn't really have, um, I didn't really know what to expect because I'd only seen him so many times because the Oregon games are usually later in the night, so uh, I didn't really get the chance to watch him, but tonight seeing him play, it was like, it was really refreshing to see him play because he played with a, a sense of urgency in the sense of he wanted to earn a spot type of deal, and you could see that in every dribble, every pass every attempt that he did so that's something you can appreciate and honestly like as a rookie he has, he's showing so much promise um and that's not just on the offensive side like you can see it also in his potential on the defensive side and you know when it comes to Brad Stevens I know that he wants to preach defense first at least that's what my understanding is um and this this kid's gonna be here for a while and he's gonna be somebody that I think we're going to be a look at in the long run as somebody who um, could make a huge difference in this organization. So it was really fun to watch him in depth tonight for the first time and and see what he brought to the to the table. Um, no, yes, I mean to be honest, I, mean, I haven't really watched 
or been keeping up with a lot of basketball, you know, with this season. Um, but, you know, going through social media, you know, hearing his name here and there, you know, you see a lot Peter of... Rabbit. Yeah, you hear a lot of positivities and great things about this kid. So um, tonight's actually, honestly, the first night actually watching the game and seeing him play. And I get it. I mean, this kid's doing everything as best as he can coming in as a rookie, you know, like, again, getting helping with the offensive side, helping with the defensive side. Um, I think he's really trying his best to learn the game, be committed, and be as a team player with it. Um, one thing I do love and commend, uh, you know, Brad Stevens that I feel like every single player that comes into this organization, he really tries to find a role for them, right? Really solidify themselves in this. And so for this kid to come in and doing what he's doing right now, I think in a couple weeks he could be a really solid player and a key player if he keeps doing his thing, you know, and helping out. So uh, it's really exciting and refreshing. Again, as Pat was saying, refreshing to see. Uh, so I am excited to see his, uh, his growth um, in individual skill play. Yeah, and we've, we've seen Pritchard over the last couple games – uh, kind of switching up his gameplay from what we were expecting. You saw a lot of drives to the lane. You saw a lot of uh, really mid-range shots. Uh, tonight was a tonight was the day where he finally stepped back out and played the game that we've kind of expected him to play from the year. Uh, he ended the night three of three. He had a really nice like almost thirty footer uh, with the shot clock running down. So. Tonight's a, tonight's a night where Pritchard really stepped up. Uh, end of the night, three of three from three, two of two from free throws, and really just played an overall game. One of the things that doesn't show up on the stat sheet for a guy like Pritchard is his ability to drive the lane. And this happens on, it happens all the time. Pritchard drives in, he never lets up his dribble, and just happens to, he finds guys in the middle of the lane. Whether it be Tice, whether it be another guy cutting in, he finds someone cutting to the lane and is able to make a play. So that to me is something that it doesn't always show up in the stat sheet because some of those end up as misses, but he's able to, he's able to draw the defense in. And more often than not, that leads to a play. So... That, to me, is the most exciting part of watching him kind of flourish in his role. Uh, the, other, the other guard that you know we haven't seen a whole lot of because he's been either hurt or injured is Jeff Teague. And he came in, and this is his first game in a while, uh, played pretty well, not great. Uh, he didn't play a ton of minutes. You saw the majority of the bench minutes going to, going to Pritchard. Uh, we only went with a, a four-man lineup on the bench today. Uh, Teague ended with only 15 minutes, four points, uh, three rebounds, two assists, and a steal. Uh, overall, decent game. Uh, but the bench guy that I was more excited to, to watch was Javante Green. And he is, he's been out for a while because of the whole COVID protocol. And you saw him end the night tonight with seven points, three rebounds, two seals, and an assist. And Javante is that guy that will bring energy at every single point that he is out on the court. Very similar to that Robert Williams type. And I don't know if you guys saw this or maybe you were talking or drinking at this point, but he had he had a couple of unbelievable 
plays where, you know, he had one where he stole the ball, went out for a, a wide open dunk that just looked athletic as all hell. I think he dribbled <laughs> the ball once in the entire half of the court. Uh, but overall, played a, a really solid game. Very acrobatic dunk uh, off of a JV pass. And then he also found Tatum for a wide open dunk. Really he, like, threaded the needle on an assist there. So he's a guy that that looked really solid. Uh, so it's a guy that we need. You know, we saw him a lot in the preseason, and he looked really good. He was in the starting lineup, and we haven't seen a ton of him since because of the COVID protocol. So I'm excited to have him back, um, and, you know, hopefully he's, he's a guy that can come in and give us fairly consistent minutes on this bench unit. Um, I do want to kick it over one more time here. We've got two other players that I want to highlight. And they're two that have gotten a lot of shit throughout the season. And that's Marcus Martin and Daniel Tice. Daniel Tice, and I want to see if you guys have any thoughts on this. If not, I can continue talking. But Daniel Tice ended the night 10 points. Six rebounds, three assists, a steal, and a block. Overall, pretty solid night. A lot of people have been talking a lot of smack about Daniel Tice and him not fitting in with the Celtics team anymore. You saw him tonight without any of the other bigs, I guess minus Taco. Um, so you saw him playing the, the five position on his own. As what are your thoughts overall? Do you think he played up to his potential, or do you think he deserves some of the shit talking that he's heard so far this season? I um so I think he definitely deserves some of the shit talking that he's gotten this season. Um, but in saying that, I think he's also he also stepped up tonight because he realized the situation that was unfolding in front of him. So I think that just shows a lot of the character of him that in moments that you push comes to shove, this this kid's gonna gonna show up for you. So I commend him for that. Um, but I will say like he's definitely um, earned some of the disrespect he's gotten this year, but. Watching him today, like, he just makes those high-energy plays, whether it's, um, you know, falling on the ground for a couple of loose balls or whatever it is at that given point in time in the game. Like, those things don't necessarily show up on the stat sheet, but they do show up in the teammate's heart. And who knows, that could have given the energy for whether it's Jalen Brown or uh, Pritchard to, like, make those extra plays because they just knew that, their center was going to be there for them, even though they were short-staffed at the center position. So I give him a lot of credit for tonight, but he definitely deserves some of the backlash he's seen this season. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, sorry. <laughs> um, I mean, I kind of agree with, with everything Pat was just saying. I mean, yeah, he's probably definitely got criticized on certain things in certain areas of the game, but I think today um, I want to say he redempted himself, but he's definitely, I think, a step in the right direction to trying to be back into the player that he is and what we know we could get out of him and what he can do on the floor. Um, so, I mean, it's just, it happens to every player. They'll have their down moments and, you know, they just got to find a way to go through the challenge and, you know, rise up. 
you know and so right especially right now this is a perfect time for him to show that and broadcast it you know to us and see what he can do that he is deserving to be on this team and you know he can provide yeah yeah and i and i agree i mean i i've talked about this in a couple of the last episodes here but daniel tice is he's starting to figure out how to play the four uh but if you look at his game, like he is that true, he's a true five. Like he doesn't belong in the four position. He plays the five really well. Uh, well I can't say really well, but he plays it well. And he's he's shined in moments where he's the only big on the floor. And tonight was another game where he played really well. He shot four of seven, uh, one of one from three. So I like that he was only around one three pointer. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of him taking five a game. It's happened. Uh, but he had, he was, he stayed down low and he had a lot of circumstances where JB is driving to the lane, dishes it off to Tice, gets a mid range. Jason Tatum's driving to the lane, dishes it to Tice, gets a mid range. Like that's the game that I think Daniel Tice plays really well because unlike a guy like Tristan Thompson or unlike a guy like Robert Williams, Daniel Tice does have that mid-range jumper. So for me, it was exciting to watch him have the court to himself as far as big men go. Uh, and I think he, I think he had an overall solid game. Uh, so that to me is, you know, it's, it's promising looking forward. I don't think that this is going to be a, a huge issue for the majority of the season, but you see, I mean, those, those three bigs, they're going to be out for, you know, the next three games or so another seven days at the minimum from what it sounds. So it's something that we're definitely going to be looking for uh, a big adjustment from them. You know, I want to dive into really the negatives of today's game. Cause there were some, uh, and I want to talk about some of the, I guess, things that I'm looking for moving forward, as well as the Mountain Rushmore. Before we do so, I want to take a quick break from our word from our sponsor. We'll be right back. All right, guys, time for a new favorite sponsor alert, Venture Greens Nutrition. Venture Greens Nutrition is changing the nutrition game forever. They offer one-on-one coaching where they build macro-based diets to get you moving in the right direction. As great as the coaching is, what I love most about Venture Green Nutrition is their line of CBD products. They have tinctures, salves, beard care, and gear. And the best part is all Venture Green's Nutrition's products are formulated and manufactured in their own facilities in the United States. Check them out at VentureGreensNutrition.com. Use code CelticsTake15, that's CelticsTake15, for 15% off. You won't regret it. All right, Celtics fans, we're back for the back half here. Uh, talk about some of the negatives of today's game. There were some, uh, but want to switch it up today since we've got some guests here. Uh, I was listening to another Celtics podcast. Cedric Maxwell was on. And they talked about a Mount Rushmore of athletes. And it got me thinking, since we've got some guests, want to switch to that later in the later in the podcast as well. But as far as as far as negatives go, uh, for me, the most important things are gonna be the Celtics' ability to hold leads. And 
it's been an issue for the last couple seasons at this point. And, you know, for me, when you have a 28-point lead, and I believe it dwindled down to like five at one point, like that's, it's not okay by any means. The sellers need to figure that out. And normally it is a, we play really well in three quarters and we get play we get outplayed in a fourth. Usually it's the third quarter where we fall apart. Tonight you saw us outscore by five in the first. 33 to 19, way too much math. I believe that's 14 points um, <laughs> in the second. But then we lost by four in the third and lost by six in the fourth. And those numbers don't really do it justice. When you look at the grand scheme of things, the Celtics, yes, they came back and ended up rallying in the fourth to take that lead back. But it was down from 28 to five in a pretty quick time span. And that's something that the Celtics have struggled with for the last couple of years. And it's something that, you know, we need to focus on and we need to build consistency around that. I don't want to focus too much on the bad stuff today while we have guests because I, I have other topics that I definitely want to get to. Uh, but for me, that's the biggest issue. Like we need to fix the turnovers. I tweeted earlier in the game or before the game that, you know, today was going to be a very fast paced, high scoring game, or we were going to have a shitload of turnovers. And we ended the game with a lot of turnovers and they scored a lot of points off those turnovers. And that's what it keeps coming back to turnovers every single game. And if you look down the lineup, every single person besides Taco Fall, go figure, had a turnover. Jalen Brown had five again. So, you know, as consistent as JB has been, he's had a couple of games where he's fallen off a little bit. But the Celtics as a whole need to clean that up moving forward. It's something that needs to be cleaned up. Switching over into something that, you know, will be a positive moving forward. Brad Stevens was interviewed prior to the game about Kemba Walker. And his quotes, I don't think he's I don't think he's too far. He looks great. And it came out at halftime that he's expect his expected return is actually next Friday against the Magic. So for me, I want to hear both of your thoughts on this uh if you have any, but I mean, as far as Kemba goes, what is what is he going to bring? How is he going to impact this game moving forward for the Celtics? Uh, for, for me, it's just like comes down to you look at guys, especially in Boston sports, and you look at guys, whether it's Tom Brady or Paul Pierce for, for that matter, guys that you look at in the clutch that you know can get it done, that's what I see in Kemba. I've been a Big East fan for a long time, and I watched him having to win five games in order for his team to get into the tournament. Or it might have been six games. I might be off on that. And he did it. Um, and he didn't just do it. He ended up going out there and winning the whole thing. So what he brings to the team is, uh, is a player that's just not going to quit. And then you add that with Marcus Smart's tenacity to play defense. I just think that's a recipe that 
really helps us try to elevate to that next level to not only get to the Eastern Conference Finals, but potentially even go to the finals against whoever comes from the West. So I think it's a huge deal, and I think it's something that everybody should be talking about because Kemba is going to elevate us to that next level. Uh, yep, I agree. I think um, with him coming back, the biggest thing for me is um, variety, right? He's going to bring that extra special quality that he has. He's going to bring a new dynamic to it, right? I mean, right now, you know, Jalen Brown, you know, and uh, uh, Jason Tannen, they're they're doing their thing. <laughs> they really are. So with Kemba Walker coming back in, it's just going to bring more experience, more pace to it. Brad Steam is going to have more fun with coming up with, you know, tactic, strategy, the way the, the way they play. Um, and, I mean, who doesn't love Kemba Walker? I mean, I still remember I still, I still remember watching the UConn versus Pittsburgh again, the big, big East tournament. Like, who doesn't, who doesn't know that last final play? I yeah. mean, the guy's exciting. Uh, he's filthy with the dribble. Everyone knows that. So, um, I'm excited for that atmosphere, that, that energy level. You know, again, especially with Marcus Smart, the way, the tenacity, the, the toughness that he brings on defense. Um, and again, with the young guys, like you know, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Pritchard. Pritchard. Excuse me. Yes. <laughs> with him, I mean, it's it's fun. Oh, so I'm really hoping that you know, obviously things go well, and you know, we stay away from injuries, and you know, by playoff time, we could run the show as best as we can. Yeah, I think I think that for me, the big thing with Kemba is we've seen ultra consistency between our two stars in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, and. A lot of questions that, you know, whether it be friends or people on Facebook that are asking is, will Kemba fit in with the new Rain and Jays? And I think a lot of, I think, I think it's going to be the perfect match. Kemba's not that guy, like Irving was, Kemba's not that guy that requires the ball in his hand. And I think you saw a lot of that last year. He's a guy that he's going to come in and play the way that he needs to play for his team to win. And you saw him, I mean, he was an all-star last year, guys. A lot of people are are writing that off because he got injured and didn't play a ton in the playoffs or the bubble last year. But he was an all-star last year. He was averaging, I, I believe it was like 25 points in the first half of last year when he got voted into an all-star role. So... The the kid can ball. I can't say kid anymore because he's this man, a hundred percent a veteran <laughs> in this league at this point. He's but, a man, <laughs> but he is that guy that can go out and get you twenty points at any point. And Brad Stevens talked about it. He was like, "This is the best I've seen Kemba in a Celtics uniform." Again, this is Brad talking before he even gets physical contact. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take that and be like, oh my god, the Celtics are going to be unstoppable. But what the Celtics have lacked is a third guy that can go in and score. I mean, if you look at the Celtics' season so far, you've got Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown both averaging a little over 26 points. The next highest scorer is Marcus Smart, and he's at like 11. So there's a massive drop-off in scoring ability on the Celtics team. And that's the way it's been for quite some time. But this is something, like, having Kemba back gives us 
another threat. And we've relied pretty heavily on Marcus Smart and, and Jason Tatum to be those facilitators. And we've seen we've seen some of it from Jalen Brown. We've seen some of it from Pritchard. But Kemba Walker is another guy that can go out and get you eight assists on any given night, ten assists on any given night. So for me, I think Kemba's return is one of the most important things that we're going to see this season. And that that could be very easily outshined by the way that Jalen Brown has been playing because I don't think anyone was really expecting Jalen Brown to step up the way that he has. But Kemba Walker is going to have a massive impact on this team, whether he's fully healthy or not. Like, I don't want him to rush back if they say he hasn't had pain in a month or two and he's coming back, by all means, come on back, Kemba. You know, we're, we're playing pretty well without you so far, but this Celtics team is going to be a hundred times better with you. So very excited for, you know, that, you know, coming to light, having him come back and hoping to see him next Friday. So, you know, I want to wrap up the game there. I do have one last topic that I want to bring up. I, again, heard it on another Celtics podcast with Cedric Maxwell uh, talking about the Mount Rushmore of athletes. And for me, this is a pretty easy, pretty easy, you know, answer for me. I think anyone, anyone that knows me could probably give you a couple of these, but I want to kick it over here to, to you guys and hear your thoughts. I mean, if you were to go through your Mount Rushmore of sports athletes, if you were to, if you were to put a giant statue in your backyard, who would it be? And should we do one from each sport or does it doesn't matter. If you were to if you were to build a statue in your backyard, whose faces would be on that statue? I mean wait, so any sport, not just any basketball. any sport. Oh, doesn't no, I, need I, to I, be I, basketball. I gotta change my answer <laughs> Doesn't need to be <laughs> basketball. All right. Well, on. so <laughs> we're gonna start off with uh, you know, the greatest football player ever play. T B twelve. Tom Brady. He has to go there, and it's just really not even up for debate. Um, another another one, I guess, in basketball that I would put there, just because he's a Worcester guy, is Bob Cousy. Um, he actually lives in Worcester still, so I'm partial to that. Um, another guy is David Ortiz, and yep. I'll never forget. Got him on mine. I will never forget after 2013, everything that happened in uh, the Boston bombing, him coming out. He'll forever be enshrined in my head as somebody who's just somebody um, I'll always look up to. This is our fucking city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I'm going with probably uh, Patrice Bergeron as well. He's somebody that is not always... Um, Covered in sports, but the man is a five-time trophy winner. Uh, him and Taves, year in and year out in hockey, are fighting for that trophy. So um, it's the trophy for the best two-way player in hockey. 
And uh, those is it four or do I got to pick five? Four. Is, okay, so I got the four. Yeah, Mountain Rushmore. Is there we go. Dude, sorry. Okay, yeah, got, sorry, I, got, I haven't been there. I got I got five. So it's, oh, you got to limit it to four. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Come it's, on. So, okay, so just to be clear, it is any sport. Outside any, of Boston, any sport. This is your you, Mountain I'm Rushmore. I'm saying like outside of Boston too. Outside of Boston. Okay, so first one is definitely TB12. I mean, you gotta respect it. You can't go wrong with it. No matter how many haters are out there, when it came time to clutch the game out, he did what he had to do. Mm-hmm. Time and time again, people always want to call him out. He's like, "Yo, I'm coming for you. You're going down." And what does he do? 99% of the time, 100% of the time, he shows up. And then they get obliterated. Can't go wrong with 100% it. Hundred percent of the time is aggressive. But I, yeah. <laughs> but I, let's I, be for I, real. Yeah. Like when he steps up to the plate, he steps up to the plate, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's one. Two, David Ortiz. I mean, I think he is a staple of what Boston is. Again, just what you know, Patrick was mentioning. Um, after everything that Boston has gone through, he is a staple. He really um, kept that high standard of what Boston City Sports is all about, right? Um, Number three, when it comes to basketball, for me personally, it's Allen Iverson. Okay. He is my he is my favorite player. Besides, I mean, I love my I love MJ. I mean, I couldn't get wrong. He full of a gun. When I was a kid, I decided to shave my head buzz cut because I wanted to be like him. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to say it. Well, like but, my guy. I know, yeah. Right? <laughs> but growing up, Allen Iverson was definitely that dude that I looked up to because. I mean, even though he was six feet, I mean, I thought he was short. I'm a short, I'm a short guy too. Yeah, you're for, short. You know, so it's like, <laughs> I love the way he played. I mean, he was filthy. I mean, he changed the game and his position. You know, was there, whether it was on the court, or even off the court, right? I mean, look at the guys how they dress now, right? All fashionable things like that. AI didn't care none about that, right? I love so I, I loved him for that. Um, now the other two is uh, soccer related, okay? Bruh. Four. Right. Four. Come on, man. You're, you're right, my right, right, okay, different right, than the right, rest. Right, you got four right, people. All right, all right, one more, one more, one more. Fine. So I really is Wayne Rooney, right? He plays for Manchester United. I don't even know who that is. I know. Is. Most people here are probably not getting <laughs> no, but listen, that's why I was asking specific <laughs> questions. Wayne Rooney, he is a soccer player from Manchester United. I am a big, huge, huge uh, Manchester United. Yeah, you need United. to explain it. Don't count. Bro. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying, okay? Uh, anybody out there who follows soccer, I mean, will probably understand and get it. But for me, yeah, those are my four. <laughs> all right, all right. I uh, anyone that knows me knows the very first person going on this Mount Rushmore is who? Paul Pierce. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Pierce, by far my favorite Celtics player of all time. Uh, and I know I did not grow up in the Bird era or the Bill Russell era. Uh, I grew up. Watching, loving Pierce. When I played, emulated his game. Paul Pierce, number one. Number two, it's got to be Tom Brady. Like, we've, all, all three of us have agreed on that so far. He is arguably the greatest athlete of all time. Definitely the greatest football player of all time. I guess some people can argue that. I'm not going to argue that. I'm going to say it's definitely. Um, and then the other guy that, all three of us have agreed on was David Ortiz. So the my fourth guy is where I get tripped up a little bit. Because growing up, and you can ask my brother this, but my favorite Red Sox was Nomar Garcia Parra. But then you have Manny, 
who was Actually, the like the most fun guy to watch ever. He was great. And then you have Pedro. And uh, I don't really know where to go with my fourth guy. I know Avery was trying to get away with a fifth. I'm not going <laughs> to try to get away with a fifth and sixth. But if I'm going to... I think I need to go with Manny Ramirez. Just because of how fun he was to watch. It's just Manny being Manny. Uh, so those are those are going to be my four guys. We've got Paul Pierce right up front. TB12, David Ortiz, and Manny Ramirez. Uh, so those are my guys. You know what's sad? If Mookie Betts had stuck around, he probably would have been your fourth. He oh, he might have been the fourth. He didn't, Good guy. You know, it is what it is. But... Please put more, more, more Boston fans into tears after all of that. But that's why we drink the Pride and Parlay, you know, or Parquet. <laughs> okay. Parquet. There we go. Close there we enough. Go. Close enough, Pat. Close enough. There we go. So if you haven't already tried it, Jack's Abbey Pride and Parquet. Try it out. And honestly, at this point, I'm still, the pregame we've got going on in the background here, you can't hear it. I might even have to add Kendrick Perkins to my Mount Rushmore <laughs> coming up. <laughs> and we're going to we're gonna stop it now. Scal ain't on that list. <laughs> Scal's great and all, but like, eh. But Kendrick Perkins is like one of the most entertaining guys ever to listen to on a broadcast. But that's besides the point. We're talking about athletes here, so we're done. But... That's it. That's what we got for today. So a very fun podcast. I appreciate both of you guys hopping on here today. Uh, for those of you that are just hearing me for the first time, I appreciate you hopping on. Uh, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics guy and follow me on Apple and Spotify rate review. And I appreciate you guys all for following along here. I look forward to an exciting Celtics season, and we will talk to you soon. Bye, Celtics fans. I can't help it. I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it. I'm all like a Celtic.